Welcome to Turning Purple, where we take an in-depth look at life as an independent artist. The good, the bad, and the kiki carry of, of it all. Hello. Hello. Turning purple. Turning purple. Oh, I really just love it. I love the breath on the vocal. <laughs> it's my f- it's my favorite thing to do is just really get all that air in that vocal. Oh, nothing better than that. So much air. <sighs> Welcome to our ASMR podcast. <laughs> Called We're just gonna go breathy air. Breathy air. Yeah, that's my new drag name. Breathy, breathy air. air. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. So here we are, week four. Week four, and we are still alive. Still alive. Still quarantining. Still together. slightly sane. Slightly sane. Less and less so every day. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm, to admit. I feel it, girl. I'm I really, really, I'm really ooh. starting to feel it. I'm, I'm trying really, to it's really you know, just. <laughs> You know how I work. I'm just pushing it all pushing down. Pushing it all down. I'm, I, I fear for that. One of these days, approach. it's going to boil over, and I'm probably going to have a little bit of a breakdown, but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay. Yeah. Everyone has their own coping mechanisms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean, I'd just rather get it over with all at once than let it string out over every day. You know what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what You're you mean at all. You're more of a daily crier. <laughs> I woke up, I had my daily cry. Uh, yeah, I cry. I like to cry at, at you know, p- pretty regular intervals throughout the day. But wow. that's, a, that's just, just a regular occurrence. That's not just for this particular crisis. Right. See, I don't, I hardly ever cry. It's, it, but it's in I, there. It's just so therapeutic to I me. Don't, I don't Cathartic. know. I don't know. I don't think it's as therapeutic for me. I've got to release. There's there's a lot of pressure in there. I gotta I gotta hit the the release <clears throat> valve a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You don't want. You don't want all that to build up in me. I'm sure. I do not. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I would have to say, "You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here." I've heard it many times. It's yeah. You, I've as as have I. I've said it. I've said it several many times. <laughs> several many times. But like, oh, what do we? We wanted to. I want to thank some people before we get too deep in this discussion. Let us give thanks. Let us give thanks to all of those wonderful listeners. Oh my and god! Viewers. I'm, I mean, last last week's episode was called "Nobody Cares," but you know what, guys? People, I feel care. like people actually <laughs> care. I'm shocked I'm and appalled. Sho- shocked and rupalled. Uh, so thank, like, thanks, guys, for listening and for the lovely reviews. We have like people, 25 reviews on iTunes. I was looking. I was looking reviews. up the. Um, I was looking up on shock. Apple Podcast just to make sure that the <laughs> podcast had gone up last week, and I said, "Erica, we have a perfect five star rating and like twenty five reviews." That's amazing. It it really is, and thank you guys for your reviews. I'm, so we're so grateful. We love reading them, and we're really glad that you're enjoying the podcast as much as we are to make it for you. Yes. And I'm glad if, that you enjoy to be a voyeur in our therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't left a review yet, 
Go to um, Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think, but only if it's positive and constructive, because otherwise, you know, I'm very sensitive about that stuff. I'm very sensitive as well. And also, like, really, it's the end times. Like, we don't Just need, keep it we cute. Don't need your, we don't need your cute little reads. Okay. Oh, well, I like a cute read. I mean, as long as it's a cute read, I don't know. I like but, a cute read. I don't get too shady. Something with playful. Me. Throw some emojis on top of it. Otherwise, I'll just it's, be like, I, who it is It never this? ceases to amaze me how much more these things affect you than they do it me. It does. Because it, it seems like it, it should be the opposite. It can really, really ruin my day. <laughs> well, thank you. And, and also, thank you for um, watching the Hey Queen. Family Variety Hour. <laughs> yes. And thank you for Thanks all for your all the tips. lovely tips. That was very, I know that in this day and age, in this post COVID world, Ooh, uh, like, you know, times is tough. Times is tough. And you spent giving us your hard earned coins. It's very moving. <laughs> yeah. It is very moving. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you feel the need to support us in our podcast endeavors, yeah, feel free to go to Venmo, yeah, at Erica Tour, Erica Tour, or at Adam Joseph Music. If you have the luxury of maintaining a steady income <laughs> through this crisis, uh, and you have a luxury of working from home, uh, if you are on the front lines of, if you are a essential worker then keep your money darling give us some love instead yeah <laughs> but if it, you are independently wealthy or lucky enough to be working from the comfort of your own home feel free to give a bitch a dollar or two okay oh. paypal at adam joseph music venmo all that all so that stuff go for it go for it you had said earlier what you had said was you ain't got to go home. But you got to get the hell out of here. And I really like to get that neck roll in there. As you I do. Say, it's it's problematic. I'm going to let you know that right now, here. Joseph. Hey, <laughs> I can't help it if I enjoy a neck roll. It's a different time. You should maybe reconsider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or don't. Who cares? I, Nothing matters I, I anymore. I think I'm going to go for the don't. But, um, uh, yeah, so basically... What do you, what what do you I, mean when you what say I that wanted to, What I wanted us to talk about today was getting out of your comfort zone oh. as an artist. It's very difficult for me. Um, I think it's not, it's not easy for anybody. I don't think it's easy for, for anyone. Anybody. But That's why it's called a comfort zone. For, for true. But if you struggle with anxiety... I think it's even more difficult uh, than, you know, like, than just like a regular. Just a regular, regular old Joe Schmo. <laughs> if you're caught in, in a loop inside of your head, you know, playing out the worst possible scenarios constantly on a daily basis, mm -hmm. then getting out of that can be a bit of a struggle. But if you do suffer like I do, it is doubly important for you to try and do that. And I myself am only, I'm like, you know, recently pushing myself more and more to try and do those things. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's important to push yourself because as an independent artist, there's probably not that many other people that are going to push you along 
Uh, so it's important you know, to... If you're, uh, luckily, you know, we both have very close sisters. Yeah, we do. But I think first and foremost, you need to be You got to be the one to do it yourself. You know, <clears throat> Kickstarting the old motor and making it, ha- making it happen. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, it's just like being... You as an if you're an independent artist, you are your own boss. So you have to think about that. Like you know, uh, you don't just get up when you have a regular job. You don't just get up and say, "Do I feel like going to work today?" Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait till tomorrow to get anything done. No, you obviously are held to a certain standard of getting up, being at work on time, getting your stuff done. So That shit is hard. It's the same thing when hard. you are self-employed. You have mm-hmm. to be the one to make that happen. You definitely are have a lot more practice with that than I do. It is difficult, but necessary. <laughs> it's very necessary. Very necessary. So like what – well, I mean the biggest thing that we both have done – for lately, for lately is, you know, the move here. Yeah. The move to Phoenix, Arizona. That's, I mean, that was definitely getting yeah. out of our comfort zone. Even, sure. I mean, I guess it it plays a role um, in our artistic lives, but also our personal lives um, of, well, for me, it was definitely, moving to Phoenix, Arizona was definitely moving out of my comfort yeah, zone. it was scary because, Bill, well, first of me, all, I, I first and foremost, well, you go first. Well, first of all, I had no idea what was in Phoenix, Arizona. I had never even been here. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, the only I time the here. only time I remember I, I'm the only every... time I went to Phoenix was driving to L.A. Every Christmas when I when I when I moved to L.A. I drove from uh, Kentucky and then I went to New Orleans and then I drove all the way from New Orleans to L.A. and I stopped in Phoenix for one night. Um, and spent the night there before we finished the drive to LA. And that was like the only time I'd ever been to Phoenix. And so I was here for one night. I didn't see anything. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but for me, I was kind of, I had been traveling so much yeah. and I'm such a kind of nomad at this point Mm -hmm. that in my mind, I said to myself, well, I'll give it a try. If give I hate try. it, and if I hate it after a year, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, but you know, lots of people live in Phoenix. I'm sure it's not completely terrible. That's and it isn't completely terrible. And but I think a it's lot of, much more than completely terrible. Much it's more than much less. I'm, less I'm confused than... with my less and more here. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> I really enjoy living here. But I think some of the both the anxiety that we both had was like political anxiety for sure. Like being yeah. the liberal gals that we are mm-hmm. uh and moving somewhere that is uh you know, it's in it's definitely a a purple city. Mm-hmm. But it's in it's within a very red state. Um so like what do you tell me about like what do you I know that you you're kind of recently having like a political awakening. I've observed this in you. And I don't think you weren't very political before, but like just tell the children like what are what are what are your politics? What do you consider your politics to be? Um in well, a nutshell, if that's possible. I I think that you know, the government should be here to 
help instead of <laughs> make life worse. <laughs> not set up. Not the government should not be set up to make money for huge companies. It should be set up to make the quality of life for its citizens better. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so call me crazy. You I know. mean, a lot of people would. Um. At this day and age, I. You know, I think that, yeah, I mean, we're paying taxes and we, you know, want to, we, I want that money to go toward everyone living a better life, making life, you know, easier for people. And I just think that right now we're not there at all. We are not there, but you do, you vote, I mean, I think this is obvious, but tell the children, you vote, you're a registered Democrat, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean. As am I. I'm, I am a registered Democrat, I'm, but I voted for, I voted for Bernie four years ago uh, in the. Primaries? Primaries. Yeah, so did I. And then, and then I voted Democrat for them. Well, Bernie election, was but. a Democrat as well, but he was, he did not get the nomination. Right. Um. But yeah, for me, I was not, I was pretty much apolitical for most of my life in New York City because for the reason that, how can I explain this? Well, when you're the other, right, it's very apparent that the system is not set up for you. Mm-hmm. And I, because that, the knowledge, that knowledge, and the fact that I was young and didn't give a fuck, mm-hmm. um, I was not political because the system was not designed for me. And it seemed to me at the time that regardless of who I were to vote for, nothing was going to change really in my favor. I was, you know, a mixed race, faggot, drag queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The system wasn't made <clears throat> for me. And regardless of who was in charge, my life wasn't going to get substantially better or worse due to, in my mind, Probably that might not same, have been true. Same for in me. My mind. Yeah, That's kind of why mind. I didn't really have because a big we lived interest. In New York City. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have much interest in politics because I felt like none of these people really represent issues that I'm interested in. Um, and you know, until gay marriage started to really become a thing, uh, I didn't really. No one was even addressing that, so I felt kind of like. This is all stuff that doesn't have anything to do with me anyway. And I think a lot of people feel that way. I mean, people that we know. We have a, we actually we know a lot of people that were politically active through our young lives in mm. New York City. We were not those people. Not really. Uh, not really. I just felt like I felt like such an outlier from the system. I think that can make you go one of two ways. That can radicalize you into activism or apathy. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I went the. I think we both went the route of apathy for a lot of years. But for but me, but I did. I did. Um, I mean, I do consider myself a, a an activist through my artwork. Through, through my art, like I did. Remember when I did the finally music video? Yeah, true. Like that was all about gay marriage mm-hmm. equality, and um, you know, I, I I kind of. I do consider myself always, an activist, yes. but in my own way. I'm not, you know. I always felt that me being myself, being just by virtue of who I am, yeah. getting up in the morning, leaving the house, dressing how I want, being who I want to be, and, you know, loving who I want to love was an act of activism in and of itself. Yeah. And that's what it always felt like to me. So 
a lot of people would disagree with those views. Mm-hmm. I disagree with them now as an older person as well. Um, I think that there is a lot of change that you can affect yeah. by being more politically active. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did not come to that realization until I actually saw someone j- enter politics at a high level that seemed that wasn't a liar and was talking about had a a long record of championing champion being a champion <laughs> championing championing causes that I thought you know needed to be championed mm-hmm. and there just wasn't anybody even the people I mean even people that were great better than they have like things had have been had been getting better mm-hmm. over the years you know like right. the Obama and it looked like we were going to get another very progressive president after that we did not but things looked like they were moving in the right direction and I was inspired by um Bernie Sanders entering entering the polit- when he said he was running for president I was mm-hmm. like this is something that I can get behind and something I could be interested in um but yeah I'm I'm registered democrat I vote democrat I will be voting democrat because we live you know Really? Yeah, I, I know it's crazy oh my God. but I am. um uh, you're not pro life? Well, I well, I mean, it depends what you mean by pro. I think that people that are alive should continue to be. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but that's not what pro life means. Right. You'd think it's what that's what it would it it's mean. It's a tricky one. They tried to but trick you. But that's not with what that. it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always thought like at first when I when I was younger, I was like pro life that means they want like they want I don't know. It's it's just a stupid thing to say pro life. Pro choice. Because the people that say it are not even if the mom's gonna, even if the mom's gonna die from having pro-life. the baby, then you're pro life for the baby, but not the mom. Okay, cool. There's a lot wrong with that stance, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. So, given that we are very liberal, both of us, right? Yes. I think we both kind of probably had some anxiety about, you know, the political climate here. Come to find out. <laughs> It's there's a vibrant, thriving queer community, mm-hmm. a large, great queer well. community here. Like very large. There's a lot of a lot of places to go. A lot of people. There's and there's every color in the rainbow, mm-hmm. and um, and a lot of activism and a lot of representation. So I think that part of our um, anxiety was like pretty much immediately relieved when we got here and yeah. discovered and pretty quickly that there was a, a thriving queer community. But like the reasons that we moved here, I think are echoing throughout society right now. Um, well, I know so because there's, I mean, there's a lot of people feel this way as well. There's a, there is an exodus going on, like an urban exodus. There's articles about it that I've been reading um, for quite some time about people leaving, um, you know. Because it'd be too expensive. Because it'd be too expensive. Yeah. I think that's a major reason that it's, um, that's definitely a major reason why we had to leave mm-hmm. for sure. But do you... Um, like it's called we call the thing turning purple. Do you think? Do you feel like? I think it can go both ways. The influence of like 
it's I don't think it's gonna do that to us. Do you feel like being surrounded like it's a different it's definitely a different world. Going to the Walgreens and seeing people with guns on their hip. Yeah. Is, is a little bit it's definitely a culture shock. But I there's something about Arizona that I kind of appreciate more than the California vibe. Because you have to keep in mind I'm from Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, California is a little too, um, how do I say, crunchy, granola, organic, vegan. There's nothing wrong with that. Not that things. there's anything wrong with that. It's just the but way that me, people in California are. Those but I'm things. not those Because there's things. definitely those people here. You know. And I'm a little bit like that myself, but it's just the, the way that. Californians tend to. This is a little too much for me. I'm like, come on, girl. Like, you got to eat a McDonald's. You got to eat a McDonald's. You oh, know? See, I don't. I'm not on that train anymore. Erica's bougie. I don't do that no more. I mean, I don't eat at McDonald's, but I'm just, I'm just saying that for an example. <laughs> but I have. I've been eating at McDonald's. You've been eating at McDonald's. Yeah. Well, that is your right. It is. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I haven't eaten at McDonald's. I don't even know why I said that. But you guys know what I mean. Like, just California. California is just a little frou-frou for me. Frou-frou? Frou-frou. Okay. It's a great band, by the way. Yeah. i not... You're not familiar? Familiar. You know the Garden State soundtrack? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's frou-frou. It was a side... Pro- it was Imogen Heap's side project. Oh, okay. Imogen Heap. I, now I know who that is. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Anyway... If you don't know what it is, you can look it up, Fru-Fru. If you like emotional, electronic uh, pop music, then check out Fru-Fru. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Detour. Detour. But yeah, we're talking about this like blue urban exodus. It is, it's an actual thing. And like, I was trying to think about, because I remember reading um, an article a while back and it caught me because the title was so weird or like long or just like, it, and I was trying to find it again so that I could like, you know, read up on the subject or whatever. And it was in the Atlantic, and it was um, American migration patterns um, should terrify the GOP. That's what can, that's what attracted me to. I was like, that's okay. I, I love a terrified so, yeah. GOP. That sounds, sounds great. Good to me. Let me look into it. So it was like, um, and it's in the Atlantic. If you want to check it out, and the guy that wrote it wrote some other uh, articles on the same. Um, subject that are also very interesting. But in this one, um, he's kind of focusing on how, like, the underrepresentation of the urban left, like, in national legislatures and in governments um, because of density. Like, Mm -hmm. because there's so many people, it's like, yes, it's because of the electoral college that we, you know, that, you know, urban left-leaning people don't always win national elections it's mm. because of the electoral college yes that gerrymandering matters of course but it's also because of density because there are just so many people of that mindset in that one place mm. um and that and moving out of that those places can really change um you know can change the electorate and other more conservative places right make it more likely for those places to become purple and to flip fagging it up fagging it up girl fagging it up like 
the five fastest, um, in the past few years anyway, the five fastest growing metro areas in the United States are Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, Orlando, and Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Yeah. So, and it's it's no longer, people are leaving. There's something like, there's there's some some, some numbers in this this article. I think you said like something like two, 270-something per day. People are like, Leaving New done. York City. Like, bye-bye. Digga done. And then, uh, digga done. <laughs> and moving to other place, like other small, like, I mean, can you blame them? More conservative metro areas. Have you tried to look at the rents in New York right now? Yeah. It is cuckoo. Yeah, it's cuckoo. But yeah, there's a lot of people leaving. But I guess what, like, the point, or like what I'm interested in is like, do you think, have you felt any of that? Like, have you felt an impact of living here, like, do you feel as far as the Republican stuff goes? Yeah, well, just like and you, you're the way that you feel about anything. Like, do you think that that? I I mean I honestly I haven't really encountered any negativity, like or something that would make me feel out of place here at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, like nothing. You know. Uh. And we don't even, like, we supposedly live on a, it's very, it's strange here because the air quote niceness of the neighbor, like, of neighborhoods kind of change from block to block. Yeah. It's not, there's not like a bad side of town and like a good side of town. There's just like, there's certain blocks that are kind of shitty and there's certain blocks that are better. Super nice, yeah. Super nice. And they're very close to one another. Mm -hmm. And we supposedly live in like a less nice one. I don't. From living in the place that I they lived, told us we lived in the ghetto. Yeah, people here are like you live in the ghetto, but I. But it's not the ghetto. It's not the ghetto. Not not the ghetto. Not the I ghetto that in. I know. Yeah. Um, I went to school in Cincinnati in the ghetto at the center of where the Cincinnati riots started in what two thousand four or something two thousand three, where they shut the whole downtown down like for days and wouldn't let people walk around um and that twas the real ghetto there was a crack house across the street from my high school literally so i mean this doesn't seem like i mean sure but you even got, you got you got like the meth heads in front of the 7-eleven but is that, I feel like that's everywhere outside of that's just that's just New York any Seven Eleven. Yeah, right? that's any Seven <laughs> Eleven. That's what they're. That's what the Seven Elevens are there for. for. Yeah, for the for the meth heads to hang out in front of. But <laughs> but I mean, other than like seeing, yeah, the the seeing the people carrying around the guns in Walmart is kind of weird because I really hate guns and just like being around guns kind of. I don't know, triggers me for some reason. I makes grew up me around nervous. guns, so they don't really make me nervous yeah. at all. My dad had guns. Well, you were the one that said you wanted to buy a gun. Well, I think owning a shotgun is... I don't know. To me, I mean, it's just like, I wouldn't really want a handgun, but a shotgun, like, you don't really ever have to use it. It's so big. You just pull it out. Maybe if you had a <laughs> shotgun and we didn't have any bullets, it would be fine with me. Well, I wouldn't keep it loaded. But, but I feel like even, I don't know, the guns just make me... Freak me out a little bit because okay, you pull out a gun me. and then he's got a gun he's gonna shoot you first 
But if you don't have that's a gun, why you have then a maybe shotgun. he'll just, you know. Shotguns are scary. If you they ever, are. So that's the point. It's like you don't have to use them. Hopefully not. Anyway, so you don't think, but what do you think? Like, what from from what I've observed of this town that we live in, it's already pretty purple. Um, yeah. We've definitely, and I hate to admit this, but I feel like we've gentrified the complex that we live in. I mean, <laughs> slightly. Yeah, I think we're responsible. I think for we're that. the only but, hipster gays here. Yeah, that's, that's for, for sure. sure. And, and they actually mostly... they they sold our <laughs> the management company sold the entire complex shortly after we moved in, and they used our apartment right to sell it because <laughs> they had just remodeled our apartment before and we made we our apartment in. real cute. And yeah, and and we made it all cute, and then. The guys <clears throat> came in from the realty company and the investors or whatever, and they were like, "Oh, wow. oh, this is nice." Um, so, sorry so, about that. And then, and then two weeks later, we sent, we found out that they had sold our entire complex. But at least they have we have better landlords now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up, but to uh, better landlords. Yeah, I mean, there's so you don't there's think- a great. I mean. I was happy when I moved here because we remember we went out, we met people, we met cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've met other artists here. Um, it's been easier to meet people and start new relationships here than it was in LA. That's for sure. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really complain. I don't like seeing Trump signs uh, and people in MAGA hats here and there, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And I don't have any necessarily any interactions with them. Right. It, but it definitely is strange to be so close to it. I mean, I used to live in Warsaw, Poland, where there are no gay rights. And, um, you know, the government is trying to take away the right. I think they, I don't know sure if they passed it or not. They were talk, talking about making abortion illegal and uh you know they're very heavily catholic and the religion and go goes hand in hand with the state and the you know the politicians there <clears throat> and that's somewhere where i felt at times maybe a little bit uncomfortable um, but still, even when I was there, I still didn't really feel an immediate threat or anything, you know? Um, so this is like nothing compared to that. Um, but, uh, you know, so we talked about like political, turning purple, turning things purple, moving from LA, but, um, and that's one one way of stepping out of our comfort zone, but we definitely I it was a big step. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, but I'm glad out. we did it. I'm, I'm really super glad, glad because our lives are much better yeah. for it. And that's the thing about stepping out of your comfort zone. It's like it's scary, but at the same time, you don't know. Maybe it's scary because you don't know what's going to happen when you get out of your comfort zone, but. I guess it can go either way, but I feel like for the most part, it's 
been a positive thing for me, stepping out of my comfort zone. And because I think it's, you know, it comes back to the ego once again. You're only good at this. You're, you know, you you need to stick with what you're doing because that's all you can do, you know? And 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 the thing is, you have we all have different talents. We have we can we can be useful in many different ways. But um, it's about it's easy to tell yourself that you can only do one mm-hmm. thing. It's easy to pin pigeonhole yeah. yourself. It's easy to get pigeonholed, especially as but an you artist. Should, what you're <clears throat> saying is you should remain open. You gotta be open to trying new things. And um and also open to um to like learning learning and changing from what, and, from what like you know from what works and what doesn't yeah. work for you. Because honestly as an as an independent artist, as a self employed uh, musician, I think that the main thing that's gotten me through being able to do this as my full-time job for so many years uh, is diversifying and not just doing one thing. Um, because when one gig dries up, you got three other three or four other things that you're doing that that you have income coming from. So that's really important because you put all your eggs in one basket and that gig is, you know, that gig is finished or coronavirus hits and you can't do that anymore. What are you going to do? You know, fortunately I, um, DJ, I DJ weekly in Phoenix. I tour occasionally and perform in different cities and countries. I produce music for other artists I produce music and release music for myself. I do songwriting for the royalty-free music company, and now I'm a broker for them, organizing other artists to write and perform for them, which is a totally unexpected gig. It's almost like a business business gig for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just basically like filling out spreadsheets and you know, responsible for contacting people and stuff like that. And really, it, it doesn't have much to do with music, but it kind of just is another opportunity that presented itself through being a songwriter and working with them. And it's just another way to you know pick up some extra cash. Yeah. So you got to be open. So uh, you know, to... with the combination of all those things, uh-huh. I'm able to do what I do. If I was just a DJ, if I was just a singer, you know, I don't know. It would not be. You know, the more feet you have on the ground, the more stable you can be, right? So if you're just resting everything on one thing, it's just like if you have a regular job, you know, and that's your only source of income. What happens if you get fired? You know, then you're screwed. You got to just go start over. And people, uh, you know, they they always say like... That's usually how it goes. Well, that's how it goes for (laughs) most people with regular jobs. But I'm saying... um, you know that's why people are oh you're you're an independent artist you know it's your it's unstable and blah 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 but it's like in a way it's almost more stable than because if i lose one job i've got five five other jobs here that i can rely on until i figure out another one but if somebody with a regular job loses their job then they're you know they're not making any money until they find another job or whatever you know mm-hmm. so I think it's, you know, it depends on how you look at it. But um, 
you know, I think it's like about trying new things and especially like not saying no to things, especially if, if you're just getting started and doing your art. Like when I was younger, I would say yes to everything, mm-hmm. you know, like I, it's the more, the more you try, the more you will discover what works for you and what doesn't work for you. You know, I'm not saying like work for somebody if you end up completely hating them and you hate the project or whatever, but give it a try. You know, don't, don't stifle yourself from having new experiences just because you're, is out of your comfort zone. Mm, There you go. Hey, brought it back. Um, (laughs) We got back there. (laughs) You know, because, because in this business for me, you know, one thing leads to another. That's the only way. It's it's a weird, you know, windy trail that you could never predict where you'd end up. You know, people are always like, where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, girl, who knows? Like, I've never known. You know, like, I don't get. I guess people, especially now. I girl, guess who knows maybe, where we're gonna be yeah, in a month? Yeah, right. <laughs> but maybe people with like a more steady, you know, one career type thing can see five or ten years ahead. But for me, I'm like, I, I mean, all I can say is I want to continue. I want to be making music, uh-huh. and I want to be making my living off of it because that's what I've been doing. But other than that. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? I mean, I don't know when I'm going to release a song and maybe somebody loves it and it blows up or, you know, I could get here, I could get there. Like in, in, in the artistic world, things can happen very fast or very slow. But, you know, it, it, you know that's the thing. You don't know what's going to happen. But if you don't try new things and you don't keep an open mind to new experiences, then you're, that's how you're going to end up being idle, as an artist. Okay. Right? I think so, yeah. I agree. I need to be better about um taking you know, being open to mm-hmm. taking different paths, like different roads, different avenues. Yeah, because you never know what's going to work and what's what won't work until you try it. I mean, that's my opinion. I think the yeah I'm I think I am open to different things. It's just my mind and my mind doesn't goes to someone very different than this is how this is going to work. Well, because, my mind goes to the place of this is how this isn't going right. to work. What if this happens and what if the world ends and what if we all die? Um, yeah, that's the inevitable conclusion to all of my <clears throat> thought processes. Right, and. <laughs> uh, I think that's something you need to work on because it's probably not getting you where you want to go in the well, end. Obviously, um, but but you know that's I mean part of I'm my, always that's kind part of, of those are part of my mentals, right? And part of my struggles, and they always will be. I just think back to the legendary words of Coco Aviance when she said, two tears in a bucket." Mother fuck it. Um, you know, it's worse to live by, honestly. Like, so what? Who cares? Give it a whirl. If it doesn't work out, then you're not married to it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
That's why I'm not married because I'm not ready for that type of commitment. But <laughs> I'm. I that's don't why. mind dating people. You know. Oh, shit. Nope. Exactly. You can keep it. No dating for this girl. Is that? But that's the thing. Why not? Because you don't know what's going to happen. I until do until you give it a try. I have you, no you interest in it. You don't want to shut yourself off to some to something that might be really great. Or maybe you do. I think I do. <laughs> when it comes to dating, yes, I, I'm. Yeah, I dating, know how that's dating go. usually ends up being more hassle than it's worth. You spend money you don't want to spend. But I, and as a, as, once most again, of the time, I they guess, end up being horrible. I guess I'm discovering that I am kind of a masochist and I love to torture myself and try things even when I know that they're probably not going to be a good idea. Huh. Finding out new things about myself every day. Every goddamn day. I mean, how can you not? Enclosed in this tiny little space. Yeah. It's not tiny. It's it's spacious, but well, it's I still, think that we're, we can't I leave. Think that t- talking, <laughs> verbalizing things about ourselves through this podcast is making me get closer to myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad to see that yeah. for you. I that's I think that's the kind of the reason that we did this. We well, to explore me, what want, was going on in our lives, right? For sure. I definitely needed an outlet because of all the shit that I'm have been go have gone through mm-hmm. in the past year and I'm still trying to I I feel like I'm well no, I know so. I mean like a couple this time 2 years ago uh I was in a million pieces. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think I'm trying to slowly put myself back together into something new. Um, not something brand new, but I'm trying to reincorporate pieces. You're trying to put on some lipstick and pull yourself together? I'm trying to put on some lipstick, pull myself together, um, but and so really you, address, really, like, and really like- address the issues that... I couldn't see before because they were too close. Mm-hmm. Now that I have some distance between me and yeah, that particular trauma and all the other traumas of my life as well. I think that was a huge such a huge trauma that it gives me more perspective on some other traumas that I've had. Yeah. So now I'm trying to incorporate um that you're talking that you're talking about the trauma of one of your Best friends. I'm talking about betrayal. I'm talking turning about, their back on you. Yes, I'm talking about betrayal. Right. I've never. I don't. I know that there's that it exists, but it's not something that I'd ever experienced before, and could nothing could have prepared me for how deeply um, shattering that experience, experiencing true betrayal, can mm-hmm. be. Yeah, I know that there's like you know, I've, there's thousands of movies about it. People have been writing novels about it for hundreds of years yeah it's it's like you know every lots art of form, songs about it too. lots of songs about it that's but you know I, what until it happens to you it's it's i had no there was no preparing for the level yeah. of disturbed that it was going to be yeah it wrecked me it completely destroyed me um mm-hmm. it, it shattered my perception of my life it made me reevaluate every decision that I've ever made. Um, It made me see that I hadn't made a lot of decisions um, Mm -hmm. for myself in my life. There's a lot, I mean, there's just a lot of processing that I'm in the middle of. And I think that doing 
that getting myself out of my comfort zone, but like forcing myself into a situ another situation, like ripping myself out of that situation and plopping myself into somewhere different, um, is the only way that I was able to begin to heal. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, really physically moving can be very transformative. It was for me when I moved to Europe and, um, I was in a deep, deep depression in New York city. Um, and, uh, and a hefty drug habit as well. And, um, I, I, um, when I went to Europe, I kind of, I don't know. It was one of those things where in New York, I felt the need to smoke weed nonstop. Like I just couldn't not do it. Even when I didn't want to do it. And that's when, you know, you have a real problem (laughs) when you're like, God, I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish I didn't have to spend another $50 on this, on this, but you know what? I do have to spend, it's, it's a, it's a, like a fight inside your mind. It's terrible. But I got out of that. And I'm, when I, you know, went over to Europe, I would just hang around different types of people. It wasn't as readily available. I had other things to do, like perform and keep myself busy and have other things to look forward to. And, um, you know, that really helped me. It was like my little form of rehab, I guess. And, um, and it worked. So yeah, you don't smoke hardly at all anymore. I I, I haven't seen you smoke. In I don't a smoke very weed. Long time. Yeah, I don't have the desire to do it anymore. So yeah, it's weird. Um, me, the drugs for me were. I never was someone that I never did drugs by myself. I was never someone that was like right. I need. I it just was. It was always a social thing, and it was always they were always in conjunction with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Never by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and weed was not something I could ever do. Right. I was always like amazed at how much weed that you could smoke. And yeah, I think well, you were always amazed I, at how much I, drugs I could smoke right, in my yeah. house. Yeah, we were kind of on two different <laughs> two different drugs. Um, but, uh, you know, I grew up in that, I went to college and in high school even, in that um, artist atmosphere and especially when you get at the musician atmosphere and mindset of smoking weed is like, yeah, let's all just get as high as we possibly can because we can, you know? And so there wasn't seen as anything bad to everyone I was hanging around. Mm. And it was never seen as a problem. It was like, oh, you got super stone like good for you, you know? <laughs> so it didn't really, it wasn't a problem for me, I think, until it got to a point where I wasn't doing it for fun. I wasn't doing it for any other reason other than I felt like I needed to do it. And so, um, and I was super depressed at the same time. So it was like a double whammy. Um, And you were, but... You know, and it getting was, yourself out of and but that was that my physical com- situation. That was my comfort zone. You know, it was hard to I couldn't get out of my comfort zone of where I had been being a super big pothead and like um just staying in the same loop. Yeah. I feel you. I had a pattern of drinking too much. 
like and I going out and, going and out staying out and staying out and not and going home was, for two days. Yeah, that was my pattern. And like the thing, the drugs happened usually just so I could keep drinking initially. Right. Like I did a bunch of coke so that I could keep drinking. And then after the bars closed, it was just like you go over to whoever's house and just keep on doing it. Yeah. Until they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, depending upon how good of friends you are, you might call some more and then keep it going after mm-hmm. that. Um, but the, my pattern, it followed me here even. Um, not so much the drugs, but the drinking. And it got worse because the the drugs... You know, because you weren't doing because I wasn't because I wasn't doing coke, but I was right. still drinking like I what like I right. could. Right. Like See, I, I switch. I stopped drinking liquor uh, years ago because I couldn't. I just couldn't do it anymore. I used to drink. Me and you, we would go head to head, and we would just be drinking whatever we would get. You know, the bartenders in New York would give us the big girl cups, big girl drinks, and we would just be like finishing like bottles of vodka, whiskey, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. There was a point where (laughs) me and a friend would would polish a bottle, yeah, at the bar, like every night of vodka, of vodka, of Stoli Orange, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but I started, my I, I couldn't do it, you know, too. I had to literally like be like, okay, I can't drink liquor anymore because it's obviously for sure I can't stop drinking. I didn't change the fact that I'll just drink less. I just changed the fact that I'll just drink beer because <laughs> that was easier for me to transition into instead of like, I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to drink two drinks and then not drink anymore. Like that was not possible for me. Mm. You know, I had to start to address the reason why I was, had to drink so much to be able to go out. Like I couldn't be out in public, Mm -hmm. like in a social situation without being drunk. And that was because I, you know, suffer from horrible anxiety, like Mm -hmm. social anxiety and all kinds of other anxieties. Right. And uh, I think, that that the the reason that the drinking followed me here is because I hadn't really started to address it mm-hmm. or even like you know give it a name. Yeah, but, but you've stepped but out I've of stepped that. Out, but here's here's what what really made that possible was the change in my diet because mm-hmm. I went on a, a cleanse and then I started a whole new lifestyle. Yeah, of eating, lost over thirty pounds. Right, probably pushing forty at this point. Looking Look, good. Thank you. Better than I've looked in yeah. at least a decade. Yeah, I recently di- started a diet too, and I lost I, – I packed on a few pounds over the past couple years, and um, I went on a diet, and I lost probably 20 pounds at this point. Yeah. And um, and the funny thing about it is I don't even feel like really – I don't really feel like drinking that much. You know, like I don't – and if I do have a drink, I'm drunk after like one drink anyway. So I was, um, you know, it, it that kind of helps. I don't know. It's just like it's easier when it. It took some black. It took some really bad blackouts uh, for me yeah, to been there to uh, some where I ended up in places that I didn't know where I was and mm-hmm. same. Um, yeah, that's what it. <laughs> that, but that followed me here, and I yeah. was like, I don't want that 
that's like that time you showed up with your pants on inside out yes like that time um and i don't know where i was or what happened and it was eight o'clock in the morning it's funny but it's also scary too yeah it is scary it's scary and that definitely shook me out of it but also the thing that allowed me to i think feeling healthy like i know i don't want to ruin it Right, you know exactly. I mean? That's what I'm saying. I feel like, great. You don't, when you're, don't when you're eating better, it. you don't feel like I want to go get. I wouldn't feel like I want to get fucked up you know? anymore. Yeah. So that's another, you know, that's another way to step outside of your comfort zone. Like diet and wellness is very, you know, it's 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 something that I uh, probably everyone should be I doing. Overlooked but for many years. Yeah, I overlooked it for so many years, and and I think it's the thing that help, has helped me the most. I mean, it's something you do every day, yeah. multiple times a day is eat. So. I mean, I've never felt better in my entire life. Yeah. Um, I'm on kind of a strict program, not as strict as, no, I'm maybe like in different ways. Well, We're both yeah. on strict programs, but strict in different ways. Um, but I think just the routine of that as well um, gives me something to focus on that yeah. takes me out of the mindset of I need to go. Right. And get. But you, you know, you tried a new thing, and you ended up liking it. You know, yeah. You stepped it. outside your comfort zone, and it paid off, right? Yeah, for sure. So you know, that's just one another example of like that's why you need to get out of your daily loop. Uh, if it's not working for you. Then try something else. You know, don't yeah, be it scared. Have to be drastic. It's, it doesn't have to be drastic, but it has to be something. You know, because if something, if if life is not working for you, if your art is not working for you, try. You know, another open a window. Go go out another door. Like, don't just keep doing the same thing. <laughs> if one door closes, open a open a window. Crack the door. Break closes. down the wall with a sledgehammer. I mean. wow yeah um but you know don't be scared (laughs) to try new things because the more stuff you try the more options you're gonna discover for sure um so yeah uh, we had we had a question question. it's kind of interesting because this this kind of relates to what we're talking about not viewer listener question viewer Um, is she watching she's watching (laughs) um they, uh, it's a Twitter question that it's our first Twitter question. Isn't oh, that really? exciting? That's super exciting. From at Vonnie V Rocket on Ooh. Twitter. Um, hey, girl. They say, um, yes. I'd love to know as a regular nine to fiver, is it realistic to get into the biz? In quotes, get Air into quote, the biz. biz. Or be able to get paid from some creative pursuits or keep your day job and be grateful for likes. I think it's both. It is. For me, it's both. Uh, I mean, my life as an example, I have to, I mean, I have a day job. You're a nine to fiver. Yeah. And Um, I also perform. And you also perform. And I think that's a reality for a lot of people. For somebody that, yeah, but for somebody that um, it seems like they're new to this. Yeah, they're trying to get. Um, into it if they're if they they have a regular job but um you know that's that's the thing that i think the first mistake that people make 
when approaching artistic endeavors is it's how can why. I make money off of this? You know, it's like, first of all, do it for fun because that's what you're doing it for in the first place. Right. And, um, don't be so preoccupied with like, how am I going to get rich off this? Or how am I going to make this my job? Because I feel like you're compromising yourself off the bat by doing that. You know what I mean? You think so? I think so. If you're just starting, like, do you know, don't, don't act like you didn't do tons of stuff for free when you were just starting out. Yeah, of course they did. So that's what I'm saying. This person is. But he's like, I'm, what I'm saying is like, you don't, there's not an either or. He's giving you an either or. I'm saying, and I don't I'm saying don't one. be preoccupied with making money first off. He, she, they, sorry. I'm not sure. But the, uh, don't be, <laughs> don't be preoccupied, you know, with, with the paycheck because unfortunately in this business, you got to pay your dues before you can really start making money from, you know, like if you find a way to do something and it's it's also going to pay, then like that's awesome. But like, don't let that be the thing. But it is possible. Don't let not making money at right. it stop you doing it right. either. Right. Do it because you want to do it. And um, the more you do it, the more opportunities you'll fig you'll find, and the more opportunities will present themselves that you will get paid f- for doing stuff. And then I think it happens organically. It does, if and it, you, but if, over if it's supposed time, to happen, yeah. If you're supposed, to, if you know, but are, are they? Well, they say at the end, or keep your day job and be grateful for likes. There's keep no, your day job. Keep your day job. For don't sure. quit your day job. Never quit your day job. Um, Unfortunately, that's just the reality of the world that we live I, in. I, you know, I was working in. I went to music college, and then I moved to New York, and I worked in restaurants for two or three years. Yeah. And doing music at the same time. And finally, I start. I quit my my job um, because I was literally making like less than $70 a day as yeah. a waiter. You spoke on this before. And, it, and so, and I was like, I can make the, I, if I really push myself, I'm sure I can make, at the time, at I think much. I needed to make like $300 a mm-hmm. week to get by, you know? And I was like, feel like I can do something where I can make $300 a week. And it was rough, you know, just doing music. And it's like, what am I going to do? But honestly, like, I feel like it seems I like busted my ass to yeah, figure that out. It seems like maybe, but they're asking like, do I have to, but no, it's possible to do stuff in, in your free to, time. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, keep your day job, do it for the likes and but keep doing it and you never know maybe something will you know but but keep if you an don't, eye out for opportunities right but like don't just i wouldn't just jump with no parachute you know no. it's probably not the best idea uh yeah i wouldn't do that either cuz it, it what that it's does it's not i mean it's just not something that, it's not something that i've you know i've maintained right generally maintained some sort of day job mm-hmm. throughout my entire career yeah, you would go times when you would be like, not have a regular job and just be doing. Yeah, there were performing, times, but there a, were whatever. more times but, when I did. But <laughs> you always had like you would be like, okay, I know I've got this gig on Saturday, this gig on Thursday, and I've got this other stuff happening, so I'm making enough money 
to not have a regular job. Yeah. And so now I'm going to quit my job or whatever, you know, but it was never like, oh, I'm just going to quit my job because I don't want to do it. And I just want to do this full time. So hopefully I'll get some gigs, you know, like that's what does not work. Yeah, of course. So, so I hope that answers your question. Like be open, like just, we, we were just saying, be open to new opportunities, say yes to everything. And, um, you know, Maybe you maybe you'll get there to where you're living full time off of what you're doing with with art. But if you're just starting out, give yourself, you know, give yourself some time, and don't just don't just jump with no parachute because that'll really hinder you more than anything. That'll just stress you out and make life a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job, kids. <laughs> who is she? Who is she? But who is but she? Who is she? Oh, who is she? Oh, who who is she? <laughs> this is the part where we give some shine to the bitches that we know and love. To the she's. To all of the she's out there. <laughs> so who is she this week, Erica? Who is she? We're gonna do our sissies, uh, the Carrie Nation. Yeah. DJ Duo Extraordinaires. From New York Shitty New York Shitty Dwarlink. Um DJ Will Auto Magic and DJ Nita, Nita Aviance, your house sister. My house sister. Yeah, we did um, drag together back in the day. I know, and I'm isn't that I, crazy? I'm so sad that I missed that. <laughs> that was before uh, my Nita time. A, well, you could she posts stuff on her Instagram mm -hmm. pictures from back in the day. She was a very beautiful woman. <laughs> mm -hmm. She used to have that long hair. Uh-huh. Her own real hair. It was very obvious. We, we, the obvious girls like to have their own hair. Um, anyway, like my class anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, I had really long, my own really long hair. She had her, Josephine had really long hair. Yeah. Yeah. There was Kim. a, yeah, there was some, our whole class had a look. Some long, some long locks. Anyway, yeah, we. Um, she was my one of my OG sissies, mm -hmm. sisters from back in the day. We used to do parties together. We actually got had our first. I think she had her first weekly as a DJ. When I had my first weekly, as, as the a, same party that I had my first weekly as a um, as a, a queen as a hostess as a hostess, yeah. Which was Opaline. Opaline. Yes, I, I used to go so. to. I used to go to. That's where I first saw Nita DJ because I used to go to Opaline all the time. I moved to the East Village just so that I could go to Opaline and Boys Room, and like I, I literally just moved to the East Village so I could walk to the clubs and uh, walk home. That, that was the only stroll, girl. That right? was when that for a for a for a moment in time, that stroll on a Friday night through the East Village was the only place to be. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of at the peak of that, I started doing this party with uh, Mr. Stromica, legendary New York City Nightlife drag star. Mm -hmm. um, started a, uh, a party at 
a club called Opaline. Um, but that was, was like a called? restaurant too. Yeah, weird. during the day it was a restaurant. What was that party called? Area. Area. Area one. Area. Area one zero 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 nine, which was the area code right. in East Village. Right. Okay. We call it area for short. But yeah, that I remember that was I think that was I don't know, she'll I'm sure she'll correct me if she listens. What? Um uh I think that was her first weekly was as it? a DJ. As a DJ. Oh Nita. I thought you were talking about for Micah. No, like, no, 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 no. Um, I don't know. But I remember he, he she was always there um DJing and like she <clears> was like John um, John and Nita. Yeah. Were the regular DJs and Adam sometimes. Yeah. But, but that was, she's been DJing for, she transitioned out of drag uh, a while, a long while back and into DJing full time and uh, has long been one of my favorite DJs. Um, the bitch can serve. The bitch can serve. The bitch can throw down some beats. She works even off, even not high. <laughs> the bitch can work even sober. The yeah. bitch can work my nerves on the dance floor. Okay, and that is not easy to do. Yeah. Whenever I'm thinking about DJing, I'm like, would Nita play this? And that's a good indicator of whether or not it, I should play a song or not. Yeah, for sure. And her DJ partner, DJ Well Auto Magic, yeah. did. We knew her from. Another legendary series of parties, the Spank Parties. It was a magazine and a series a of parties. It was a zine. A zine, not a magazine. A it zine. was not a magazine. It was a zine. It was just a zine. It was a zine and a series of parties. Amazing parties. Great parties. Isn't that where you guys did the um, thing as in subtitles where you were cupcakes and you lit yourselves on fire? That's how, where in subtitles started. Was right. that a Spank Party? Yeah. That's where we did most of our shows. We're at Spank Parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and Subpedals was a performance art group that I was also in. Yes. Uh, very underground. Mm-hmm. If you weren't there, There's some stuff you wouldn't on know YouTube. about it. There's a few things. They're very, very jumpy. Anyway, <laughs> um, both old school sisters from back in the day. Um, and now they travel the world as the Carrie Nation. Yeah. So Nita and Will got together and started a group called the Carrie Nation, and they DJ together. Um, and they. Been- I love a DJ duo, by the way. The especially, like, they both have such a rich knowledge of music. Um, yeah. And to watch them play off of each other is is. Kind of mesmerizing, and there and there's this also this beautiful. Why well, I also love DJ duos. There's especially them. There's this wonderful competition that 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 mm-hmm. kind of arises when they're both like, "Oh, you got that. You're gonna play that. Track. Oh, you're gonna play so that track. That track. Oh, oh, oh you, well, well, I'm gonna. Play oh, you gonna turn track. it that way? Well, I'm oh, gonna turn it over here. Yeah, girl. And and, and uh, plus, Nita is one of those DJs that. She's like the master of taking an acapella and like really turning it over another beat. Oh yeah, and it. So I think it's like they both have some very impressive live DJ skills. Yes, more so than a lot of DJs mm-hmm. these days. Skills that you don't get. Well, they both obviously learned. I mean, not obviously. They both have been doing it for a long time, and they both originally spun like learned how to spin on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I think that Tate like. And then 
in the very like in the beginnings of CDJs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. They both kind of came, I think, about like into their own, and they both have so they have some really fierce yeah. DJ skills. Right. I've seen Nita spin on like four CDJs mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> it's like playing an instrument. Yeah. You know? It's not just pressing play. She's, they've got some. They've got mad skills. Yeah. For sure. And they've been making tracks together. Yeah. They see the thing is actually I used to have a um group with me and Nita had a group together and that's pretty much when he started to actually get into music production. And we were called Brooklyn is Burning and we we released a few songs um we mostly remixed like 90s R&B vocals. Like Mary J. Oh yeah, yeah. And I Missy that. Elliott. That was some good stuff. And um Monica. And so well, yeah, we we did some fun stuff. Um, but then I was always like leaving and going to Europe all the time. So um they started Carry Nation kind of you know, when I was when I was I, we never really de- we didn't never DJ together as Brooklyn is burning, but it was more of just a production duo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then they started, I don't know exactly what year they started Carry Nation. It's kind of, it's been a minute now. It's been a while. Um, but they've got basically like some of the hottest parties in New York city at this point. Yeah. Um, they, they, they do good room in Brooklyn. They've been all over the world. Well, yeah. I mean, they've, they kind of, they started in New York, but then with their releases and their reputation, They've been able to travel around the world. They played in like they Thailand. Do Glastonbury. They, they play do Glastonbury. Glastonbury. They've played um, they in do, Bergheim in yeah. Berlin. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, too. I mean that's like you've that's arrived. Like, you, if you get a gig at Bergheim, then yeah. you're the real deal. Yeah, and um, they've had lots of um, songs that they've released and music videos. Really cool music videos. Um, so you guys definitely go check those out on YouTube. Yeah, check them out on go YouTube. Check out their SoundCloud. Their SoundCloud's really good. It's the Carry Nation, C A R R Y Nation. Um, check out that SoundCloud. Also, DJ Nita's SoundCloud is, has some really great mixes. Like, yeah, like hour long mixes. Hour long mixes. Yeah. If you just need something to like get vibe, in, out, get you to, to vibe out to, then do your makeup to too. Yeah, I used to do my makeup to it all the time. Pre game. It's a good pre game serve. And or the ta- after and party like, serve. She's got, uh, she's very, um, she like, she's gifted at like giving things titles. So I really love the, the punny titles that she gives mm-hmm. her mixes as well. So totally. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're the type of DJs that you're going to go and, like I love how they give they say you have such a good blend of like stuff you've never heard before, but then they'll like totally give you like that one track where you're like, Yes, and you're like singing along for a second and then it like spins out into something else that you just totally didn't expect. It's amazing. So um if you're in New York after coronavirus after is over. Coronavirus is over or if you're you Oh know. yeah, no, they're doing a live oh, uh, Instagram yes. stream. They're I almost doing forgot. A- um, on April, Live. 11th, April 11th, Saturday, April 11th, um, go to their Instagram at the Carrie Nation underscore NYC. 
um, go to check them out on Instagram and they're going to have all the info about their live set this coming Saturday, April 11th. April 11th. Um, so yeah, that's our sisties. Yeah. We love them. And love I think you will love them too. Yeah. If you like cunty dance music. If you like cunty dance music, then you'll I like mean, it. I hope doesn't get do. much cuntier. Cat, 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 cat. How? What have you done for you lately? Ooh, yeah. What have you done for you lately? What have you done for you lately? Ooh, yeah. Up and up, Erica. What have you done for you lately? I, um, what have I done for me lately? I've been um, working on looks. I, I managed to get the sewing machine out. She's been sewing it up. I've here. been sewing it up. I've not. I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm going to be honest because that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I am not as as good at sewing as I think I am. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not. It's I mean, not, it's like I every time, and I convince myself every time that I take a break from making something, I convince myself that I'm really good at it and I can get it done super fast. And then when I sit down to do it, it doesn't fucking happen. It like me with producing it's a not, song. Okay. Three days later, I'm sitting there. It took me up ripping my hair out. I mean, I got some shit made, but it took so much longer. Um, I think I need to. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know what's going to help with that. Me I need too. to spend more time. Allow with, more time for that. I just need to. It just takes lo- a long time. It's well, you did be, a great job on my curtains. Thank you. I did do a good job on your curtains. I look at You're them welcome. every day and just just the beauty. <clears throat> The beauty and grace. They did come out very nice. They did. I'm very excited about them. It's a lovely chevron pattern. Yeah. For all you listeners. Uh, I'm sure. That means zigzag, black and white. (laughs) That's what I call it, zigzag. It's zigzag. It's zigzag. So, yeah, I think sewing, getting the the looks done. What are you sewing for now? Well, now I'm sewing for. Because I want to do a series of videos for the three songs that we're going to release. You've got to get all them looks together. I've got together. A, all the looks together. And it's it's going to take a lot. I is think that's going to be something it, that I'm going to need to... Answer me a question, Erica. Is it <laughs> a lot of look? It's a lot of look. <laughs> I think I'm it's sure it is a lot me, of look, is, honestly. It's going to be a lot of look. And it's, it's going to take me... I'm going to need to really focus. Mm-hmm. Over the next few weeks, in order to get them all t- to get this stuff done, I thought it was going to be like something that I could just maybe spend an hour or two a day on. No, no, I'm going to be I'm going to need to be a, like at my machine all day every right, day. Right, if that's if it's if I'm going to actually well maybe get these things done. Maybe we should try to set a date to film, and then that can put you in the mindset of like I need to have this done by this time because i, I think feel that's a like good idea for you <clears throat> i need a, you need a timeline you need like a schedule it needs you, to be soon you know, there needs to be urgency involved in order for you to get it done because you will get it done 
but only until you only get it done like by the time it needs to be done. It's yes. not going to be sitting there ready to go five I've days I've never before. been able to. I would love right. to be like that. I'm not the type of person. I never have been, and it's going to take a lot of work for me to get so, there. So knowing so, that, knowing that, with that in mind, when do, I mean, we should set the, the weather dates. here is already starting it's to warm starting up. Starting to get hot, girl. So. It's, it's heating up. I don't think we should wait any turn, more than a couple weeks. We're going to have to turn on the air conditioning pretty soon because it is getting hot, 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 hot. It's still cool enough in the mornings and evenings yeah. to film something. What month, day, and year is it right now? Today's I'm, the 7th, <laughs> I think. Yes, it is the 7th. Wow. I'm surprised that you knew that. I um, know things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm just like, what day of the week is it is, you know yeah it's hard who knows it's, this shit's getting to me i'm feeling a little crazy at least at lie. least i like how we take our weekends and we kind of like actually as an weekend. actual weekend yeah because i mean i work i mean but that's what i usually do mm-hmm. even though i work at home um i do not like to work on the weekends I, I mean especially because usually i was djing on the weekend so that was like i got a dj on friday night I'm going to take time for myself on Saturday Uh and Sunday to just do whatever. And, you know, we clean our house on the weekends and, and then, and then when Monday, and then when Monday rolls around, I could get back to work, Yeah, you know? Um, but I I like the idea of having this, uh, setting a date as well. Do you think it would be possible? I can get three looks done in two weeks if I had to. In two weeks. Okay. So. Well, we're we're going to have to do it because otherwise it's going to get too hot. Yeah, we should probably do it on like the 23rd, Thursday, the 23rd, the day after Earth Day, the day before the beginning of Ramadan. In all likelihood, it's going to be three different days. Oh, three different days of video shooting. Oh, because it's three different songs, three different locations. Different locations. See, I thought you were different all locations. Location, the same location. That's no. what I was like. Okay, well, then we'll have to do it sometime around. Yeah, like sometime before the end of April because otherwise it's going to be hot as balls. Yeah, it needs to be sooner than later. So, so let's put it, I put it on write the it down. Write it down. Make it happen. Okay, Erica, I'm going to put the 23rd and then I that'll be like the first day. So at least you know. they need Everything needs to be done by the 23rd. By the 23rd. Um. And, you know, like I deal with the same thing with procrastination and... It's um, a disease with me. It's it's in, it's it's so but deep y- with me. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we're allowing ourselves to do that when we could... But, you know, there's not... That's the thing. There's not always a deadline, you know? Yeah. So you have to kind of make a deadline in your head <clears throat> so that there is one. True, I and uh, but I that's the thing is even when even when it's not a real deadline, you know that, and you're like, well, it doesn't. It's not like I have to do it, but maybe now that I'm holding you accountable, and I'm and saying I'll help boss. you with the video, so like if we're yeah. gonna do it on this day, we're then gonna we gotta do it on that day. And this is good. it's literally gonna day. we're gonna get heated out otherwise. Yeah, it's gonna be too hot to do. You're gonna be a well, I don't sweaty we, mess. Yeah. <laughs> Do we get, even then, I don't think we're going to be able to do it during the day. It's going to have to be. Hey, I'm up at three every day, yeah, so it's going to have to be like sunrise and then sunset. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise. Let's do a fiddler themed video. <laughs> okay. 
JK. Okay. <laughs> JK, um, lol. So, this is good. This is good for me. So what have you done for you lately? You're making looks. You just made a timeline of when you're going to shoot. We scheduled a date. Yep. We've booked the hall. We've called the caterer. <laughs> Craft services will be there. I can't get cold feet. Yeah. Um, Everyone's waiting for you. Everyone's waiting. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> um, so, so that's great. Well, good. See, see how easy that was? We didn't even have a time. We just kept saying, we need to do this. You need to do this. We need to finish this. But if you don't lock it down... How are you going to make it happen? If you don't even have a day when you know you're supposed to make it happen, how are you going to make it happen? Exactly. This is good. I feel much better about it. Yeah. Um, so, and hopefully the world won't end by April 23rd. So Hopefully not. You know, and if it does, then we don't even have to worry about it. So <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> um, it's just like how I was talking about ordering that um, interface for a year and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm trying to save money, but I know I need this and blah, blah, blah. And then I finally just like bit the bullet and did it. Um, and I'm so excited because I think it's going to be here tomorrow. That is exciting. And then that no, means, and we need to and that means that vocal, that which means vocal. we can record your last song for the EP Lady of the and Night. get it done. Um, even though we already recorded it six years ago. And uh, I probably lost the session or something. Yeah, it disappeared. I'm sure it can be in better. The, it can always be better. Um, <clears throat> so, but this will be recorded on an even nicer interface, so it'll sound even prettier. Um, the other ones sound great. Yes, somehow it's, magically, it's going to sound even better, Erica. Okay, great, perfect. Um, so. <laughs> This week, what about you? I guess what have you done for you? Yeah, it's not about what I'm gonna do; it's about what I've already done. I guess it's both, and and what I'm going to do. But this week, I because what did you say you were gonna do last time? Do you remember? Um, God, that's sad. You don't remember? Do you remember what you were gonna do? Do you remember what you were gonna do? Yeah, I was gonna work on looks. Well, you know what we talked about last time to, was our, our oh, aromatherapy, about, and we kind of talked oh, about we what we had, talked about the tea, the uh, hay queen. We were preparing yeah. for the hay queen thing, which we turned out, and we, you know, we got thanks for your tips, guys. Yeah. Whoever gave thanks us tips. again for the tips. Thanks again, just it's, the tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, you know, it's always it's so gratifying. It's always. It's always it's always shocking to me that people yeah. actually give a crap. Well, nobody about cares, we but sometimes they'll give you tips because <laughs> they feel bad for you. Great, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You better be kidding. Um, Too fragile for you to be joking like that. Oh God. Okay, I'm just gonna toughen you up one of these days. <laughs> um, but so this past week, I produced a song, um, and. I'm really excited about it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, well, actually, it's a re- you, it, you had said you were going to do it, and you got it, and you got around to it. I said I was going to do it, and I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had this, I've had these vocals for, since January. Okay. So it's now a, April, so that's three months where I could have done it, but it was one of those things where it wasn't really an immediate Concern need to do. I was trying to like get all this other stuff up and running with the company that I'm working for, 
But um, I finished all that work, and then I said, "Oh my God, what else am I? What else can I do?" And um, I was like, "Now I'm gonna get this song done." And I produced it pretty fast. Um, I was only really working on it for like a couple days, and um, which is the way I like to do it at this point because you take too much time with something and it just becomes like a chore at that point. Um, and I mean, I got time, but I ain't got that much time. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yes. <laughs> well, I think with creating, it's like if it's working, it's working. If it's not working, you should try, try something, something else. So try something that is working because trying to make something work that's not working is not a good idea. Um, but I'm really excited. It's, it's it was actually started as a remix, but then we decided that the the original his other version hadn't come out yet. So we're gonna make my remix the original version and, and release called- it together. It's called Love Will Never Do. And it's a, and it's cover. a cover of Janet Jackson's Love Will Never Do Love Without You. Love Will Never Do. Love Will Never Do. Never do. Um, so it's my friend Lee Wilson, who I went to college with, who's singing on it, and I produced it. And uh, we just got it mastered, and I think it sounds really good. It does sound really good. Um, which is always hard for me it's to say. Giving you, I know it's difficult because to say. I, it's giving me a very distinct... 90s yeah 90s house which is my favorite kind of house um it should be everyone's yeah like what other no there'd be there's good new house coming out yeah 90s is just like a golden age of so many different types of music but house being at the top of that list for me anyway yeah it's got that finally bass sound not finally uh oh my god uh why am I th- why am I blanking? I don't know. Show me love. Show, Show me, me love. love. It's got that kind of, you know, which is still like the best dance song ever. So what can you do? And the, the best, um, it's like drag queen one hundred and one. Yeah, it's got all, it's got all the it's got all of the vowels you need to learn. Yeah. If you can do, if you can turn that song, you can turn any song. It's a you great heard, song to learn. You heard it here first. It's a great folks. song to learn on. If you're starting out, yeah, I mean, you could pretty much be terrible and do that song, and everyone's gonna go up anyway. Cause just it's such well, a that's song. not what I meant. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's yeah. got all of the things, all of the things in it that you need to know to be fierce queen, right? To turn it out, yeah, to turn it. Big notes, face performance, face performance, yeah. big notes, recognizable uh, runs that are like not crazy. Mm-hmm. Runs that are emotional but not crazy. Mm-hmm. Emotional but not crazy. Yeah. Wish I could say the same for you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Oh, very yeah, bump dare. set spike. Sorry. Um, <laughs> was that a sports? Reference? That was a volleyball reference because oh, you set me up for that one. No volleyball. Mm, volleyball. Erica's like got blank blankest stare <laughs> I've ever seen right now. <laughs> clink, clink. So, um, so yeah, I finished another song, um, and I'm going to release it. My goal, basically what my bigger goal over this year is to release a song each month. So I think I'm, you know, I will be on track for that because I think this song is going to come out in the next two weeks, hopefully. Yeah. And, um, cause she done. She's done. I'm going to get a music lyric video made for it. We're waiting on the artwork that should be done shortly. And then, bam, get it out there. Bam. 
bam. Um, so that's extremely exciting for me because I love releasing music and, you know, maybe people will listen to it, maybe they won't, but at least I can get it out and move on to the next project. Exactly. Um, and also I found like, I, my my goal, my what what have you done for you lately? Goal, for, I think the first one was to, from the first episode was to do more things on Instagram, get better pictures and whatever. Yes. But I don't really have any more pictures left um, that I want I want to share. Yeah, and I haven't really been that active on Instagram because I'm well, not going anywhere. anywhere. Like, I, there's only so many pictures I, I gotta can take figure of something out like that. I want to do. And post. Yeah. I mean, we've been making videos for the podcast. Yeah. And so that's good. And you've been getting in drag to like film stuff. Um, but I found this new app where, that's called Voicey, where it's like they have little tracks and you can record into your phone with your headphones that have a microphone on it. And then it has like built in effects that you can like mess around with and change and huh. alter however you want. And then it's basically like you're like it's like a you're recording a song on your phone, and it actually sounds really cool because yeah, they have like it really cool, cool effects. And um, so I've been messing around with that, and uh, I did like a quarantine challenge quarantine. from from Jante, um, which Jante maybe we might have to do a who is she for Jante at some point because she's she's quite she's something. like famous. True. Well, in Japan, she's like legit. She's big famous. in Japan. Um, I mean, we could. I love talking about. She's Dante. famous to us, but I don't know if I mean, she's, she's legit. Famous. She's pretty famous. <laughs> she's still somewhat underground, though. But anyway, so I did. A, you know, I've just been trying to sing, remind people that I'm a singer and not just a music producer at the same time. So, um, and I just, you know, I, I love to sing and I love to. Uh, I wrote a little song this morning. Did you hear it? The one. The girls just want to have fun. One? No, Cindy Lauper wrote that song. Yeah, I know. I wrote another one. <laughs> I wrote another one. It's about. It's called social distance. Social distance. Oh, whoops! Wait, no. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, social distance me. You know, just a little something. Aww. That's why they're fun because they're like thirty seconds long. Yeah, it's just like a little something, it's a little, a little snippet. Thing. That's all the kids have time for these days. I've anyway. been retweeting things. Have you noticed? I kn- you've been crazy on I've Twitter been lately. Responding to things. She's been I've on. Been I mean, that was one of your. That was like your first goal. I'm getting comfortable liking, I'm, I'm almost commenting, and now you're retweeting. I'm not, you're I'm not at conversations with yeah. people on Twitter. I'm not great at just flat out 
I'm not quite there at like just like flat out putting out like a tweet. Like a like a tweet. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with that quite yet. But I'm getting there. Well, usually nobody pays attention to it anyway. So if that helps in anything. Or everybody could pay attention and if you tweet the wrong thing, you could ruin your life. It's happened to many people. <laughs> so gee. You know, it could go either way. <laughs> Just make sure you don't say the wrong thing. But you wouldn't because you're very um thoughtful person i am very thoughtful but sometimes try to people try to make bad jokes on twitter and it really backfires and then they lose their jobs and millions of people tell them, them to kill themselves yeah i've seen that happen as well twitter is a dumpster fire for the most part it certainly but is. also but you guys should follow us at turning purple <laughs> underscore on twitter and tell us how much you're enjoying the show yeah let us know because we like to hear we like for to hear. That's also where you can ask us questions that we will answer on the pod. Um, and before- I'll press myself to try and interact with you via the internet. Totally. <laughs> Tag er- at Erica Tor um, in your you thing should, and she'll see it. You should do it. I'm the only one that looks at the Turning Purple Twitter. That's not true. I've looked at it once. <laughs> <laughs> one time. This one time. That one time at Bandcamp. Um, but before we sign off... We wanted to give you guys, if you're looking for even more content, you can check out some of our friends who have some great yeah, stuff for check you guys out our to friend get into stuff, as well. Because you should do that. First off, we have our longtime sissy bestie, Linda James. Linda James. Who just... OG. You know what's crazy? Sissy She bestie. said that listening to Turning Purple inspired her to start this podcast. That is beautiful. I mean, I, that is wonderful. Let me see. Inspire me, love you, Linda. Woo! Push it down. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So her new podcast it's is gr- called. It's really genius. It's it's like a half hour show. It's like short and sweet, and it's just her. Yeah. Solo podcast. Um, from quarantine in Seattle. It's a wonderful amalgam of a lot of different things. Yeah, but. it's like very random, but very soothing. A little ASMR here and there. She eats olives. Um, she talks about like doing the dishes and, but it's in like a really entertaining, fun. If way. you knew Linda, if you know Linda, you know that it's good. But if you don't know Linda yet, just listen to it and you'll appreciate it. Um, if you like this, chances are you'll like that for sure. Um, so Linda James, cool comfort pod. Uh, on Spotify. Um, there We're also, if you didn't know, I feel like we probably got most of our listeners off the bat from being on the Hey Queen Zero Fucks podcast. Yeah, girl. And maybe Gayest of All Time and even gay before pimpin'. that, Gay Pimpin' with Johnny McGovern. But we are still doing the Hey Queen Zero Fucks podcast weekly with Johnny McGovern I think um, we met him missed last week. week yeah, before? Um, yeah. No. Occasionally he'll do it with somebody else if we're not available to do one, but pretty much we're doing it every week with him. But that is only available on the Hey Queen TV Patreon that I think it's only like $3 a month though. And they've got like a million other podcasts that you can listen to. There's like like years of content there for you to get into. So yeah. Hey Queen Patreon... Um, that's Q W E E N. If yeah. it's not popping up, um, 
Hey, Queen Patreon, we are on the Zero Fucks podcast. We'll be recording a new one tomorrow, and they yep. usually go out the day that we do them. So there's lots of very um, unprofessional conversations <laughs> and inappropriate information that you should not share with me on Twitter because I do not want to relive it. But it's all there for you to hear. Um, wow. We, I don't care. You can bring it up. I'm not don't, embarrassed. Don't. Not unless we know each other for real. I'll, I'm too personal. I'm too. I'll get. I'll get offended. Anyway, um, <laughs> Teddy, the, Teddy Margus, our good friend Teddy Margus, who's also occasionally on the Hey Queen uh, podcasts. And if you if you if you watch AJ and the Queen, he was in AJ and the Queen. He was in and AJ. And I think the in the Queen. first episode, it was the, he, first, the first episode. episode he was the club manager. He was a club man owner. The owner, yeah, the owner manager of the club that RuPaul quits. He's like, I'm getting my own club with a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and a dream. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so Teddy Margus, great um, comedian, actor, and uh, friend tells of ours. Tells a mean story. Tells a mean story. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can check him out on Instagram. He's doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. Instagram at, Live. At Instagram Live at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That would be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At Teddy Margus, T-E-D-D-Y-M-A-R-G-A-S. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think you guys... Um, and also, uh, Dumb Gay Politics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dumb Gay Politics with Julian Brandy. They're on Apple Podcasts and probably Spotify as well. Yeah, Dumb Gay Politics They've is been really, out really for good. A long time. It's been out for a long time. And, and they sure, talk... If you're listening to this, you probably yeah. already listened to that. Yeah. If you'd like to get us getting into our slightly political conversation earlier, then you'll love Dumb Gay Politics because they really break it down. It's hilarious. And informative. It's really everything that you need in a political podcast. Yeah. Or any podcast, honestly. If you hate Trump, you'll love this. Yes. If you like Trump, probably don't want to go near there. <laughs> but what are you doing here in the first place? Yeah. It's called Dumb Gay Politics. Yeah. You should get into podcast. it. Podcast. And uh What else? Mr. Is there? Well, no, that's I was just gonna say like it's their it's spit it out, Eric. I don't remember what I was trying to say. Uh, I don't remember. I've forgotten. Is My the brain line secure? is mush. It is not no, secure. At it all. is not secure. I'm feeling super insane. I feel like we meandered quite a bit in that episode, but I also think that we made some lovely points. I love a lovely point. And um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think it was great. <laughs> You think about these episodes a lot harder than I do. I know that I do. I just want to be informative and entertaining. And Well, you failed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think it was good. I like, to have a, I like to have a sense that we've conveyed what we wanted to convey. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Great. Um, I'm so, sure they'll let us know if we did it. Yeah. <laughs> be careful know. what you say. I'm very sensitive. I know you are. Um, at Adam Joseph Music on Twitter and Instagram. At Erica Tour. On Twitter on and Instagram as well. And our podcast is at Turning Purple underscore on Twitter. 
or turningpurplepod at gmail.com if you wish to send us questions, comments, queries, concerns. Queries? What did you call me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to close out the show with a little bit of music from our Who Is She of the Week, The Carrie Nation. The Carrie Nation. This is Prism featuring Alyssa Brianna. And until next time, we will be... Turning, Turning purple. purple.